What's up, everyone, and welcome to another special episode of IndiePod, where we get to talk to the people behind some of our favorite indie games. Today, we have the team behind Duro, a 2D puzzle adventure about mole rats and depression. Ladies, thank you so much for joining me. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Hi. <laughs> of course. I. So it's, it's actually interesting because we originally shouted out your game on our news episode because what we do is we we like to showcase certain games that are being crowdfunded and so when i believe it was either you reached out or we reached out i don't remember now but regardless i was glad that it's happening because we did talk about this before and i was glad to see one you succeed but two that the theme behind this game is actually very interesting to me um i'm absolute garbage at pronouncing names uh, i kind of mentioned it before we started recording but rather than butchering all, butchering all your names uh how about each person introduce themselves and a little bit of how you got all started in the game space in the first place yeah, sure. Uh, so uh, our names are German, so that's probably why they sound a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, or are weird to pronounce, at least. Um, so I'm Kerstin. Hi. Um, I am in uh, in charge of programming and narrative design on Duro. And uh, yeah, I um, started together with Verena working on this. Um, I think it's three years ago now. <laughs> I I think. Yeah, uh, Rina... <laughs> Ah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So it's yeah, it's three years ago. Um, <laughs> and then Sandra hopped on board, and uh, yeah, we worked as a team uh, in this constellation for a year, uh, two years, a year, two years, mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. two years, about two years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, and how, how exactly did you get into uh, the indie game space in the first place, though? Oh, um, so we all studied together. Um, and I first... Uh, we, we studied game design together, to be more mm -hmm. specific. Um, and after that, all three of us worked uh, self-employed. And uh, when you work self-employed and you want to make your own game, there's, I think there's rarely another way to go than to go indie. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, that's that's quite quite simple. Makes sense. Uh, Sandra or uh, God, Verena? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I know I'm screwing it up. It's okay. It's it's a nice pronunciation. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of what I go to when I see names. I'm, I'm bad at uh, pronouncing anything other than Spanish or English names. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I would like to continue if that is okay. Sure. I'm Sandra. Yeah, yeah. Um, for our project, I'm making the level design and mainly the marketing and PR at the moment. <laughs> and okay. uh, I joined, as Kirsten said, the game design studies and we got to know there and beforehand i made some other apprenticeships and started a japanese uh, studies but it hmm. okay. was not the right thing for me <laughs> <laughs> and yeah games seemed like making fun <laughs> and now right. here i am doing freelance stuff besides game design and game uh, development not really <laughs> that's castle <laughs> part and yeah, let's see. Oh, you still play a role indie... in it. <laughs> yeah. 
there's a lot of yeah there's a lot of angles to it we i i always talk with a, a lot of people uh, obviously because i do these interviews but there's a lot of people who who come on you know the show and they they play a different role that is the game development not just developing the game but marketing is a huge piece to it right like there's there's a whole angle where you talk about a game and developing a game and how you can put so much work into it you can have the best game there is something that everyone would love which probably doesn't exist but that being said if there was a such you know such a thing it can be a failure just because no one knows about it right yeah 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 so and every every person has a has a you know a specific place to play in this yeah and i think that's great in our constellation that we just can shift works between each other because we often have uh situations where we think if we would have been alone we just wouldn't know how to do everything because right. you, yeah one day just has 24 hours and uh, <laughs> would be difficult <laughs> to make marketing <laughs> yeah i'm uh, i'm i don't know because i'm not uh, a person who's who's deep into the marketing world but i can assume that if i was in it i would be terrible so i understand <laughs> i think it's a learning process i mean i'm still not that amused when I have to do the whole marketing stuff because I always think that I'm just getting on people's nerves. So you probably have to have the <laughs> the right attitude to be a marketeer. So I'm very happy yeah. that Sandra is there. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, my name's Verena, if you want to pronounce it that way. That's the American <laughs> pronunciation. Uh, in German, it's Verena, but... We also roll our R's, so it's okay. And um, <laughs> I'm there for the animation and the art stuff and particle effects. And, and so, yeah, I'm there for the, the game's look. Very cool. Yeah, God. Visuals. Visuals, thank yeah. you. I'm there for the, for the game's That's visuals. That's a good word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, you worry about the visuals, you don't have to worry about the words. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so okay so thank you for shedding some light into you know where your roles are in this but let's dive a little bit into duro itself now so for those who might have no idea what this game is how would you describe the game and why should our audience be excited for it uh yeah so duro is a 2d puzzle adventure platformer if that makes sense so you have um, puzzle elements and also platforming elements mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah that's the two things basically mm -hmm. sorry i'm <laughs> i'm uh, a bit confused with words today it seems no, it's all good we are still in holiday mode a bit <laughs> i know maybe right? yeah. maybe maybe we should have stretched this a little bit farther than right after the new year <laughs> no we, we no, can do it good. i believe in us um so yeah um and you play as Tuli, which is our main character, and she's a grey mole rat, um, mm -hmm. who's like a distant cousin to the naked mole rats that seem to be far more known. <laughs> so basically they are like naked mole rats, but with fur and look a bit cuter. Um, yeah. And they also... I'm actually... 
before, yeah. just to cut you off, I'm actually glad you <laughs> mentioned that because I was doing research on the game and my wife was right behind me and she's like, oh, what's the game about? And I started explaining it to her and I was like, yeah, it's with these mole rats. And she's like, what's a mole rat? Kind of like, kind of like not really too sure. And I was like, oh, they're this. And I typed it into Google and she's like, oh, that's ugly. <laughs> and I was like, well, they don't, they don't all look like that. <laughs> yeah, so there's cuteness in many animals, but you have to look very hard at naked morets to find it. That's the yeah. way I take it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, ours is a, is a gray morret and Thule uh, lives in a colony of, of morets where everybody has their place. And she's a gatherer and you as a player have to help her gather food for the colony. Mm-hmm. And one day there's this ominous dark creature uh, we call Bale, and Bale follows Thule, and she's the only one who can see it. Mm-hmm. And this creature just tries to make her work so much harder. So uh, this creature keeps her from progressing like easily. It disrupts her progress, and on top of that, it also manipulates her swords. So her sword darkens. Uh, her achievement doesn't feel very satisfying to her and she starts to doubt herself um, and also she feels like she's not worse of the company of the other Morrets so she starts distancing, uh, distancing herself mm-hmm. and uh, that's that's pretty much our um, yeah basically we paint a picture of what some uh, form of depression could look like it's very important to note that there are many forms of depression and many forms how it manifests but this is one that we uh, decided to depict. Right. Um, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that multiple forms of depression because you know when I when I first think of this and any of the type of creators who are working on more complex subjects, right? Um, depression is a pretty severe topic. It's something that you generally want to be very deliberate with. Uh, it could be misrepresented in a lot of ways. Uh, my main question around this topic is just, you know, why depression? Uh, this is a very such uh, touchy subject. Why did the team specifically want to cover something like this? Yeah, um, so I think we have two reasons. One is mm-hmm. that we all know people that have it and some of us also have it on uh, themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just learned that many people don't know how to react. So f- for me, it was also uh, difficult in the beginning because right. I didn't know how to react to some things and didn't know that I can react in a wrong way, more more or less wrong. Um, mm-hmm. And people then feel bad because I say something that is just worse, <laughs> makes it worse. <laughs> so... Right. Um, this project should show that how you can react to make people feel better when they are suffering from depression. So yeah, so on the one side, we know people and want to help them and we want to spread awareness for mental health with other games. And we also want to make games about stigmatized topics. So Mm -hmm. people actually start to talk about them and you know, so people don't think you cannot talk about it and we have to right. begin talking about it. So that's why we wanted to make an introduction through games because maybe some people have a reference then to tell about 
and maybe their depression to uh, to their parents or to the grandparents or something just so you can say i had this and the character felt this in this way and i can relate to that so mm-hmm. you have starting point maybe and also yeah. like to destigmatize a topic that is very important and uh, a lot of people actually get confronted with depression maybe unknowingly so that's why it's very important to know about it so i, I really like the the idea of of making this a a topic that is more i don't know if it's the right word to use but accessible um in, in a lot of ways or is more promoted uh because you know games as a as a form of media is such an impressive way to do things because there's so many different angles of being able to see things being able to read things being able to experience it it's a lot different than you know something like a movie or a book because you can actually be immersed into this world in a different way where you're actually you are the the source of those actions uh, and interacting with it so I, I think that there's a lot of good that can come from this and i i love hearing the the idea of trying to give someone a, a, an angle into you might feel this way and this will give you you know a, a better form or a better easier way to express it right or to be able to showcase like this is the way i feel based on the characters in the game and this is a, a stepping stone into explaining this a little bit easier to you know parents to loved ones to whoever really um but at the same time, because this is such a delicate subject, this goes into my next question. And I love asking this uh, for people who are trying to do these type of topics, because I know that this can be challenging. And if you if, you know, any of the individuals on this this interview suffer from it, right, it makes it easier, obviously not easier because depression would be a terrible thing to have, but it makes it easier to know what this is like and to be able to create something based on that. Now, uh, that being said, that's only one form possibly, right? Or that's only one person's perspective. So my question goes into how are you trying to make sure that this is as close to, you know, uh, showcasing depression in the correct light as possible? So like, are you interviewing other people that might have these different forms of depression? Are you interacting with, you know, possibly clinical experts or some degree to that nature? Yeah, um, so for like for, for this kind of topics, um, I think it's like research is, is important, even though um, if you have uh, an insight on the illness or on the topic you depict, uh, there's like the view from the inside and also from the outside. And with this illness, there are like so many forms. And right. uh, I have depression and I'm happy that I'm at the point where I can talk about it, but many others can't. Um, But you can find like, um, uh, how do you call it, like experience reports um, Mm -hmm. of people who are willing to share, which is amazing. And this gives you like more perspectives on on what it's like. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. also there's a lot of material uh, from like health organizations there are in in Germany but I'm sure like all over the world like organizations and foundations um, who focus on this topic of depression and they give out information right and it's also very well explained um, and they also give out information for people 
not just who are suffering, but also for their, um, yes, their families, their friends, so they have a better um, grasp on how to act, so you don't make it worse, like Alexandra explained earlier. Right. Um, yeah, and also we had, uh, at the very beginning, uh, we had a psychologist uh, who was basically looking over, over the overall concept and we could discuss it with her. Um, and then you have like uh, people who get, uh, now that the game is a bit further in the development, uh, get a look at it um, from like their respective fields and they mm -hmm. can give us a little bit of feedback, which is very helpful to us. So um, just kind of because you're doing that beta phase of it or, you know, showcasing it to certain people. I just have a quick question about that. How is that process going? You know, what is the, the general reception so far been for those people who might be suffering or, or someone who might have, uh, you know, be uh, a loved one of, of someone who is suffering? Has the, the reception of it so far been very, you know, this is kind of how I feel, or this is very close to, to something that, that is my experience. What has that been like as far as reception from it? So from players, you mean? The tested yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm sorry. So from like beta testers who have, yeah. who have gotten their hands on it and, and tried it so far. Just wanted to make sure. Sometimes mm -hmm. I'm not sure if I got it right. <laughs> um, so I would uh, sum it up like we had really, really awesome feedback until now. And nobody who was like hey that's not like it or you, <laughs> you totally see it in a different light or i don't know so um we were on some events when events were possible <laughs> and, right yeah that's that's kind of the issue now right <laughs> yeah and uh, all the players were very positive and we also had some who are, um, are or were suffering from depression and said that they I'm very happy that we try to make a game that is not telling you that, so giving you the feeling of depression or make sad a sad atmosphere or something like that. We try to right. make it in a very colorful way, so you can distance distance from the topic. And we also had people who said they are happy that they are not triggered by some mm. of the scenes mm. or something like that. Right. Yeah, because most games that have the topic depression are based are made in black and white and after mm -hmm. you play it for 10 minutes you feel depressed yourself and we didn't want that we just wanted to make aware that people even in your surrounding may change in their behavior and maybe that has to do with a mental illness and not just a change of character and maybe you should look out for those signs and try to reach out to them. And uh, for that, we don't want to make people depressed themselves, but we wanted to give them a nice game that makes them think, <laughs> actually. Yeah, because it's, it's a dark topic on itself and it's hard enough to learn about it when you are confronted with it, either like within yourself or within friends or uh, colleagues, relatives. And we want to we wanted to make a game that makes it easier to have this uh like insight or to gain that insight in some form and thus makes it easier to deal with this illness in which way ever it might be in your um situation right 
Yeah, I, I love the the idea behind this because it's it's very much, at least it seems to me, that it's obviously the topic is around depression and you're using the metaphor of the different characters, but it also plays a big role, you know, not going so deep into this is what depression looks like. It's more about showing perspective and, and giving people that awareness of like, you know, uh, the main character is part of this gathering community and is part of a, a tribe who is doing things based on everyone having a role and it's not so much of oh you should feel like this person isn't doing their job so they must be a terrible person it's like well why are these things happening why has you know uh the main character is having problems doing this you know it's it's about understanding and putting yourself in someone else's shoes right yeah it's basically an exercise in empathy if you if you mm -hmm. think about it right exactly as far as the mechanics go, though, let's let's talk a little bit about mechanics in the game. Um, so I, I love the idea of having a companion who is basically against you. Um, it's it's <laughs> often we're given teammates who, you know, they might be a little quirky or kind of snarky, but ultimately they'll help you fulfill whatever objective the game throws at you. But this is totally opposite, right? This character is walking around and you're you're putting things on on certain switches and you're trying to complete puzzles and he's just knocking them away or they're knocking them away uh can you tell me a little bit about you know what this looks like as far as gameplay and elaborate a little bit more on how this idea came about yeah in the beginning we were not quite sure about this mechanic so we wanted in the beginning we wanted bail to make it help and not help <laughs> but um, <laughs> over time we found that it is not right to show that the depression helps you mm -hmm. because it actually doesn't <laughs> um, so we switched to it is really just against you and uh, luckily everybody who played the game was also positive about it and uh, <laughs> of course we have to be careful that it is not too um, frustrating right and sometimes in the beginning um, it happened that it got frustrating because of some bugs and so on yeah everybody knows this <laughs> who's developing games of but, course um, yeah so it's so how did we came to this idea actually i think because the depression is against you and we want to personify it and show hey as you said this character has problems and in our game you actually can see that it is not her fault and mm -hmm. there's something different that is just hindering her to go on yeah it's basically like there's uh, this metaphor from the world health organization about the black dog if mm. you know this one mm -mm. Um, so basically they depict depression as this black dog that goes around and it's, you know, you have it on a leash and sometimes it pulls you back, um, but you always have to, it's always there. It's, it's very loyal in, in this way. Um, and it's basically, uh, how, how Beale works. It's, it's always there. It won't leave Tuli alone. Um, but only she can see it. Um, right. she, and of course, uh, the players. So we have her insight and can see why she acts in a certain way or why she thinks, because it's like this dark creature being being basically mean to her. Mm -hmm. um, but the other Morets don't see it. And we can see how these misunderstandings in everyday life ev uh, develop due to this uh, 
misunderstood, um, or you call it this lack of knowledge. Right. And so in, in general, as far as the game goes, uh, mechanics wise, right? What can mm -hmm. we expect from this game? So this is very much, uh, as you mentioned before, at the top of the show, a platformer. Um, but there's also different abilities. There, there seems to be like a, a drawing mechanic to this game as far as drawing these, these types of stones, it looks like. Mm -hmm. Can you elaborate a little bit more on what exactly this is and what the player will be doing? Right, so Tuli is able to, like she has the magic ability to draw what's on her mind into reality. And in the beginning, you have three possibilities. That's a small stone that you can use to throw things, uh, throw, throw at things at levers. And mm -hmm. then there's a bigger stone which you can use to um, help you get to high places because you have to take Bill with you. Even if he is there to annoy you, you can't just leave him behind. And he right. is larger and not as agile as Tootie mm -hmm. is, so he can't jump as high. So you have to not only um, like get to the food, but also always give him a possibility to follow you. And if you can't do that, then he will scream and you can't run away. And so that's the big stone there for, so you could build him bridges. And then there's a, a small root that you can um, draw. And that actually um, gives you the opportunity to have some small amount of air to breathe because the beer is running to that root and he will eat it. <laughs> and for a certain amount of time, you have a little time where you could just do your stuff without him interfering. So those gotcha. are the three things that you can draw in the beginning and through the course of the game you get more stuff that you can draw that helps you navigate through the levels very cool i i did want to talk about a on specifically the steam page there was a description uh, about this game because i'm obviously i've seen a lot of the like the platforming elements in in videos but the specific page said, through exploring the mole rat colony and interaction with the other characters, you can find out which behaviors are helpful to Thule and which just make Belle grow. Um, Belle being Thule's metaphor for depression, of course, uh, this, this statement makes me think there are certain choices that you might make that can impact your level of depression. I, I don't know if I'm off base on this assumption, but is this something that's, you know, these actions are going to specifically change possibly the course of the game or is this more of a storytelling beat um so the the main story of the game is linear um mm -hmm. so uh yeah so you don't have have the ability to help truly uh in like in, in choices you make but right, you okay. can explore the colony and explore the characters there and you can choose to befriend them and get to know them and their struggles. So uh, you see how they behave towards Thule, but with mm -hmm. the insight you gained um, as a player on Thule and that she has these invisible creature basically uh, influencing her behaviors, you can make some assumptions on some of the characters that they have a similar problem and mm -hmm. thus can maybe help them in some way or another. Gotcha. So it's, uh, you have like little side stories and if you choose to stick with certain characters and try to befriend them, uh, then you get yeah more insight and uh, yeah, have these little side stories. Right, okay, that makes sense. And uh, just based on that, because having these side stories, uh, I haven't seen any real like 
dialogue in this game. Um, and you, you describe the game as a story about this depression through uh, told through animation and picture dialogue to enjoy regardless of language. So can you elaborate a bit on what exactly that will look like? Yeah, actually, it's a bit like a comic. So you mm -hmm. have this speech and thought bubbles and they are just we call them emoticons, so like emojis, but right, <laughs> right. with a nice more red uh, association. <laughs> um, and we kind of create a alphabet for this whole game. So it's oh, okay. like cool. we have a happy face and we have a thumbs up and something like that. Um, and test the route to just uh, communicate the feelings of other morets or what they mean. So if somebody wants to go to the uh, cafeteria and eat something, there's something like here, a, a knife and fork and mm -hmm. then a question mark or so. And you know, ah, okay, maybe he wants to eat. Um, right, right. So that's the way we try to communicate everything. And the we have to test very much on that and I think Kerstin wants to add something. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, ba basically this was the best and the worst decision to oh, make gosh. like these picture dialogues because <laughs> it's 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 insanely hard to communicate on pictures alone. Right. But also it gives like uh, the freedom and we saw this on, on people who streamed our demo, which was amazing they um, basically translated the pictures they saw mm -hmm. and it's really nice to see that they get like the overall uh, arc of the story but have their own individual interpretations of what yeah. is going on and that's that's was amazing thing to see that's that's actually really cool were there any parts uh you know and i love the fact that uh you're mentioning people streaming the game and having that different interpretation were there anything uh like one specific moment that you really was like you you didn't anticipate as far as like the way something was interpreted in this I have to think about this a bit. <laughs> yeah, I know that's kind of a, that's a very on the spot question, but I'm just for for me, I you know there's there's different moments where you you create a piece of work, right? Like I I create a lot of uh, video work, and there's times where I'm so sure that something is like, oh, this is how people are going to see it. This is you know like because you're so ingrained in that world, right? You've looked at those emoji or those those different images for so long because that's kind of your world right now. And then when you're showing it out to people, it might be something totally different that you didn't anticipate. Maybe the starting scene, I'm not sure. So I, I'm also thinking loud now. <laughs> <laughs> In the beginning, a friend of Tuli comes to her house and tells something and uh, yeah, makes fun of her. And I mm -hmm. think, yeah, I'm a, so I, I, I think many, understood things otherwise but i'm not sure about it i just want to try to give <laughs> for all of us <laughs> yeah yeah no that's fine that's yeah. fine i mean humor it sounds like in... yeah. go ahead yeah yeah humor in picture dialogue is 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 um it's a bit of a pickle i guess <laughs> <laughs> and i mean if you are right when you used to see those the the things every day and interpret it the way you don't really think that other people will interpret it in another way, but um, 
because I know all the mole rats and how they differentiate each other. I, right. th I think what I draw is totally clear. And then you realize, well, yeah, but other people see them for the first time and maybe mm -hmm. can't realize that because the necklace is similar to the one that is talking right now. That is the mole rat she is talking about. <laughs> so, right. yeah, we have to, uh, that is a, a big part of research that we have to do and ask people how they interpret, interpret uh, our pictures to make it more right. clear. But as long as they get the the gist of it all, I mean, we're happy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds great because, you know, from a, a language perspective, you, you're really set. Like, you don't have to translate this because it's it's all images, right? But that does sound like a lot of work that uh, making sure that your own created language is interpreted correctly. <laughs> so, you know, you don't have to translate it, but you just have to create your own language. No big deal. Yeah, sure. I mean... <laughs> I think that um, example you gave was good that we have speech bubbles where we say this character and then it's a picture from a character and then it's uh, uh, not question mark, the other thing. Mm -hmm. How is it called? Exclamation, Exclamation mark. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> um, and I think that was something where people often said, oh, is there something happening now? Is it a warning or something? Or <laughs> it was yeah. just like... Here, this person, oh, this moron, um, you have to look for it. And they all were, what is happening now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit difficult to, to create quests <laughs> with just that <laughs> given information. You're like, okay, cool. What do I do with this? Yeah. Yep. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit about the inspiration for the game. So Dura is described as a puzzle adventure in a colorful West African inspired setting. Can you tell me a little bit more about why specifically West African inspired elements and what exactly that means? Um, yeah, so at the at the beginning when uh, we uh, developed the concept for the game, um, we know we wanted to do something uh, like with depression and wanted to do it not not with humans um uh because we wanted to distance us, us from like your own reality and uh right. i also wanted to have like animals who have a similar structure to humans like morads <laughs> they live in this colony everybody has their job which mm -hmm, is kind of mm -hmm. like humans, but not really. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I also knew that Verena could draw amazing animal characters. Um, so I made a quick sketch and I, I said, Verena, can you draw this but good? And then Verena drew it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was amazing. And uh, the West African setting came together with, like, with these animals because Moritz are living in, like, in Africa underground mm -hmm. and also it's um, it's it's a setting that's not used very much which is right it's really a shame because you have so much great plant life and so much great culture there and uh, yeah I think Verena can something tell something about the the art process mm -hmm. um, yeah so basically we just got the setting throughout the mole rats and then we wanted to interpret um, the traditional styles just underground. So sure, sure, the plants that you see there are actually from above the ground, <laughs> but I just <laughs> put them 
under Earth and changed the, the colors a little bit. And uh, we looked at the Dogon tribes. So these are tribes in West Africa and got very inspired um, with the whole way they build their houses. They paint stuff on their houses and the masks that they use. So yeah, we got really inspired by also, also the whole color and African theme. It's just very interesting because that's also the first time that I tried to do that that way. Right, right. Well, that's cool. I, I love how much research is going into this game. There's a lot of, you know, not just, oh, it should be this way because this looks cool kind of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> research is, a, to me, at least the best part of game development. It's where, like, all the ideas come from. Yeah, for me, it's... Uh, so I'm an animal, not, actually. <laughs> Every project that I did in school had at least to do something with animals or a life form. I don't know why. And um, I'm like always, no, this has to be really accurate. And that was in the beginning. And afterwards, I was like, okay, maybe we can interpret it a little bit differently. So mm -hmm. <laughs> it, it, it fits for a colony underground. But uh, right. yeah, I'm always like, no, it, 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 in nature, it's like that. So it, it has to look like this. But um, through the course of the game, I think I chilled a little bit about that. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I want to take a step back from the, the game, actually, because as I mentioned, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Kickstarter and crowdfunded uh, games in general. And there's obviously some pitfalls with, with Kickstarter, but I know that your team specifically used it and was successful with it, which congratulations, uh, obviously. Thank you. Um, Thank you. <laughs> But I always just like to talk to the devs, uh, whoever, you know, go into this process, a little bit about that experience. So this is more of an open-ended question uh, for you to share whatever it is that, that you know, you might want to. But, like, what was that experience like of going through Kickstarter? Because I'm sure there's a lot of ups and downs with that. Yes. <laughs> um, so, first of all, I think we were overwhelmed by the preparations you have to make. So mm -hmm. we, uh, luckily we had someone who helped us, a coach. Um, hi, Anya, if you listen to this. <laughs> and um, without her, I think we wouldn't have been that successful with the campaign. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that was the first up and down. <laughs> so we had someone who helped us, but we had to prepare much stuff. So from visuals to texts to uh, calculations for the mm -hmm. rewards and so on. And um, yeah, while we were at the campaign, it, it was like the start was very good. And afterwards, like most of the Kickstarter campaigns, I, I think, or crowdfunding mm -hmm. campaigns, um, you, you have something like uh, yeah, the attention drops and you just have to fight for every new right. euro or dollar you need. And this was sometimes very uh, st stressful. Yeah. And also, these we had a very long um, Kickstarter term for two months, and these two months were very, uh, yeah, um, very stressful. Yes, I wanted to say something. Uh, time, but time <laughs> so uh, basically intense, intense. I wanted to say intense. <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean, basically, we couldn't really work on the game for two months because every day was just working for the campaign. 
Right. And um, if someone else wants to make uh, a Kickstarter or a crowdfunding campaign, just really you have to prepare at least half a year beforehand everything that you want to do. So yeah. you don't have to yep. every day, well, well, what can I post today? <laughs> so just make <laughs> plans and work beforehand. Yeah, but also on a more positive note, uh, <laughs> we we started. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it's. I I like to be. I like to point out that that there's also like positive things to it, Many. because we had we hadn't had too much followers going into the Kickstarter campaign, and we had no prior games, so we are like pretty much like uh, yeah, not nobodies, but. No mm. There's a very we little community. Yeah. yeah, okay, good. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Marina. You're welcome. <laughs> um, and uh, still, we managed to, to succeed at our Kickstarter goal. And we mm -hmm. also had, like, I think I died multiple times during the campaign <laughs> because we, we threw out the demo that we really wanted to show and we kind of made it too large. And mm -hmm. then I watched somebody stream it and uh, they fell into nothingness and they died <laughs> uh, but even though if you have a buggy demo um, people still somehow manage to to see like your your vision yeah the and you can still succeed yeah it's a potential you can still succeed so um yeah to spread a bit of hope if you have like a game that is uh that with a topic that is very dear to your heart but you you know um, you have uh, doubts if you have like a lot of time if you take your time to prepare um, even if you mis make mistakes you you can succeed on it it's just a lot of work right yeah but the community well, was very very great generous and yeah. they helped us a lot in these times so thank you <laughs> Thank you to everyone who helped us uh, get through the Kickstarter campaign. So that goes into my next question, though. You, you mentioned, you know, that was two months that was taken away from actually developing and actually finishing the game, which is both a good and bad thing, right? Because you obviously want to succeed at the Kickstarter campaign so you can get that funding to work on the game. But it is a loss in time. So I see on your Steam page that you have a current release date of May 31st, 2021. Is this still your targeted date? And if so, what platforms are expected to release on that date? Yeah, so actually this is already the, <laughs> the new day release date. <laughs> um, so we, we want to stick to that date, definitely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and... Uh, due to the current situation and also the Kickstarter campaign, we realized that we had to uh, yeah, make a new date and just rearrange things. And uh, when it is released, we first want to start with PC and Mac versions, so Windows and Mac. Right. Uh, and later on, hopefully not too far in the future we also want to make it for the switch very cool everything else is a nice add-on we want to try so i don't know xbox ps4 and maybe also the linux version for everybody who's unhappy now as we said <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we want to try that but we can't uh, promise it right i think that makes sense 
Yeah, so then, we so, wanted oh, to ask, go ahead. sorry, just <laughs> why um, those platforms, we don't really want to make it for mobile, or at least that was not the, the initial plan, because we wanted people to not play it on the go just while waiting for the bus, but actually really just sit down and play the game and get immersed by it. And right. uh, the way the game is played will be pretty difficult to interpret it onto a mobile uh, control <laughs> version. <laughs> so that's why we just stick to PC at the moment and the Switch later on. Right. Yeah. Makes sense to me. So we're wrapping up here. Uh, first off, thank you ladies for, for joining and talking about your game. But I always like to end the show with a little bit of advice. Um, so for those listening who might be interested in starting their own project, just getting into the game space, uh, you know, interested in this field, what are some tips or some things that you've learned so far, especially working on Duro, whether it's, you know, the Kickstarter campaign, whether it's just, you know, the, the full process of starting from your, your first game to where you're at now, right? What are some things along the way that you either would have liked to know beforehand or have helped you along the way? Yes, first of all, I would like to give the advice that you think about how long you could take for your game and then take it, multiply it with two or three. <laughs> that helps, uh, yeah, a lot, I think. So that's the learning we make, actually. So you're yeah. saying this wasn't the expected amount of time for Duro to take? <laughs> no. In the, so before everything, before the world went crazy, we wanted yeah. to finish the game late summer 2020. And uh, yeah, as I said, then rearranged everything a bit. <laughs> Gave us a new uh, perspective. Uh, so, uh, time puffer, I think. Isn't that also Puff a is it? Is it buffer? Buffer, buffer. Buffer. Ah, thank buffer. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to make get a buffer. <laughs> but, but I mean, you have to realize that as an indie developer, you not only just develop a game, but has uh, build up marketing and your social platforms and right. every and also you have to like search for money <laughs> if you do it full time uh, or part time, then it takes longer anyway. So, um, yeah, as an indie developer, you are actually every possible position that you have in a uh, in a firm. So right. it is normal for it to take longer and you shouldn't beat yourself up if it does <laughs> yeah also i think uh with, with the time i i hope the, the world in 2021 will be back to normal hopefully fingers crossed right um but <laughs> but with um if you if you want to found your company and do it during covid where people are not like at the desk like usual it takes longer mm -hmm. um also what we found out because it's i mean i mean game development you could see that you can do it from from home and many do it but we for, for the most time we didn't like rena and i were working in an office and center was there uh like one uh yeah one day a week as well Mm -hmm. um before covid times 
yeah before covid yeah right. um, yep. that's that's why we're getting at uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> you have to restructure so um i i think that goes into what what sandra said about like doubling or tripling the time because like like 2020 taught us that things like that can happen mm-hmm. also what we didn't take into account if one of us would have been ill for a longer time uh, then we would basically have the same problem so i think yeah. uh, planning for the worst and taking this into account to your time even though if you don't want to think like that um, you kind of have to and that's that's also what we learned it's also good for your health yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> that's what i meant with not beat yourself up with it if it takes longer yeah. it just takes longer right. yeah but that's i think that's something that we are still learning <laughs> and i think <laughs> think some things people uh, always have to learn for themselves right. um but yeah if if you can can try and plan a bit more time into your projects and that would that would be good for you and and the project and everything <laughs> I love it. Okay, so for those listening, Duro is currently in development, but you can go check out their Steam page, add it to your wish list. If any of this sounded interesting, it does help out the developers as far as discoverability goes. Um, once again, ladies, thank you so much for joining today. Best of luck with the game. Thank you. Thank you for having yeah, us. Thank you so much. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.